Today, a debt deal heads to Congress, where both President Joe Biden and Speaker Kevin McCarthy will confront their party's extremes. Turkey's Tayyip Erdogan prevails in a test of his 20-year rule. What's next for his authoritarian policies and Turkey's role as a military power? And a 14-leg giant isopod on the menu at a Taipei ramen joint has customers lining up for a bowl and a selfie. It's Monday, May 29th. This is Reuters World News, bringing you everything you need to know from the front lines in 10 minutes. I'm Kim Vanell in London. The agreement also represents a compromise, which means no one got everything they want. But that's the responsibility of governing. They've got a deal, now they have to get it through Congress. Under the agreement, the $314 trillion debt ceiling will be suspended until January 1st, 2025. The deal is already drawing fire from hardline Republicans and progressive Democrats. But Biden and McCarthy say they're confident they can get it through. Political editor Scott Malone is following all the action on the Hill. Scott, so where do we go from here? There's several important steps that have to happen to get this passed. First, they have to pass it through the House of Representatives, where some hardline Republicans are already voicing opposition to the compromise deal, as well as some progressive Democrats. It's going to take leadership by uh, Biden and McCarthy of their parties to pull enough people together to pass this with the margin they need. From there, it needs to go to the Senate, which is also closely divided, Democratic majority there, and they're also going to have some challenges there. When will we see this get done? So this could take about a week. First of all, in terms of procedures, House rules give lawmakers three days to read legislation. That means we'd be looking at midweek at a vote at the earliest. There could be some procedural maneuvers intended to slow it down. There likely will be procedural maneuvers to slow it down. And we know in the Senate that there are hardline Republicans who also plan to try to slow the bill down. You can follow all the latest reactions to the debt ceiling deal by downloading the Reuters app. Newly re-elected Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan serenades supporters from the top of a bus in Istanbul and tells them Turkey is the winner after he secures another five years in office. Jonathan Spicer is Reuters Turkey bureau chief. Jonathan, where does Erdogan take it from here? Erdogan probably takes it where he's been taking it for the last couple of years, which is an increasingly authoritarian path where he makes so many decisions across the government. For the economy, that means you know he'll probably carry on with his unorthodox view that low rates uh, will equal low inflation and a heavily managed market. For domestic policy, it probably means, as his critics fear, continued crackdown on political dissent and even free speech across the country. What does his victory mean for Turkey's relations with the world? Well, Erdogan has established Turkey as a regional power. He's flexed its military might around the region, not just in neighboring countries, but farther afield. Erdogan is someone to be reckoned with, you know, whether you're Joe Biden or Vladimir Putin, and he will continue to do that. We're tracking plenty of news breaking around the world on this holiday Monday in Europe and the US. Russia unleashed waves of airstrikes on the Ukrainian capital, Kyiv, on the anniversary of the city's founding. 
sending people racing for shelter. But the Ukrainian military said it had downed what it called a record assault of the Iranian-made kamikaze drones. President Vladimir Zelensky said all 36 drones had been destroyed. Japan's ballistic missile defences are on alert after North Korea said it would launch a military spy satellite. Tokyo says it will shoot down any projectile that threatens its territory. Ugandan President Yoweri Museveni has signed one of the world's harshest anti-LGBTQ bills into law. The new legislation imposes the death penalty in some cases and 20 years in prison for promoting homosexuality. In Spain, the ruling socialists suffered heavy losses to the opposition in local elections. The gains for the Conservative People's Party signaled they could unseat the ruling left-wing coalition in December's national election. Bola Tinubu will be sworn in as Nigeria's president today under the cloud of a disputed election. Two of Tinubu's opponents are challenging his victory in the February poll. The veteran politician is under pressure to improve economic and security conditions in Africa's biggest economy. It's time for the markets with Carmel. Carmel, a lot for the markets to digest this morning. There's a lot going on. They like the debt ceiling deal where stocks are up across the board in Asia and Europe and US stock futures are signaling that they'll open up higher. But it's not all rosy. Chinese blue chips and the Hang Seng are actually down, but that's on weak profit data from Chinese industrial firms. What about the re-election of Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan? Yeah, investors aren't so hot on that. The Turkish lira is actually down near record lows. So investors aren't thrilled about the return of Erdogan. Um, they're assuming that, you know, he will persist with his sort of unorthodox economic policies. China's weak job market is encouraging a revival in street hawkers. Authorities who used to have a zero-tolerance policy are taking a more hands-off approach. But that doesn't mean it's easy to make a buck. Nikoko Chan visited the Bund in Shanghai, an area bustling with street vendors and patrons. One of the people we spoke to is a 28-year-old flower seller named Wang Xuexue. And what she told us is that even though there's this perception that China and Shanghai are more welcoming towards the street vendor economy, from her experience, that really wasn't the case because the restrictions for having a fixed place, a fixed time, a fee to sell your goods, that is not suitable for, for what they do. And she told us that vendors have to pay several hundred RMB a day and it's way too high. And essentially it boils down to if they are going through this process, then you're earning money for other people and that is not suitable for them. So, you know, selling on the street is really difficult and for them it's often unpredictable. 
not only because the flow of people is unpredictable, you also have bad weather. And then you have, of course, the fact that it's not technically legal. So if they get chased off, then they won't be able to make money on that day. So the range that they gave us was that on a good day, they might make 1,000 RMB, which is less than 200 USD. But on a bad day, they might make only 100 or 200 RMB, which is maybe 15 to 30 US dollars. Now to Taipei, where the ramen boy's new noodle soup has a waiting list. The star attraction is a 14-legged giant isopod. Giant isopods are the largest known crustacean. It looks kind of like something out of the movie Alien. It has a purple lobster-like shell and a soft underbelly from where its centipede-like legs just keep coming. They're found up to 2,000 metres deep in the ocean, feeding on carcasses of larger fish. The restaurant steams the creature for 10 minutes before adding it to the top of a bowl of ramen with thick chicken and fish broth. Each bowl costs the equivalent of about 48 US dollars. The restaurant owner, Mr Hu, says it's so attractive because of its appearance it looks very cute. A customer told Reuters it tastes like a cross between crab and lobster with a dense texture and some chewiness. That's it for this edition of Reuters World News. We'll be back tomorrow. To get all our shows in your podcast feed, make sure to follow us on your favourite platform or download the Reuters app.